boundaries. Do you have them? Many people don't. As a matter of fact, I didn't for a large part of my life either. Are you the person who doesn't speak up when you're mistreated? Do you give away more than you receive back? Do you have chronic fear about what others think of you? Then you're in the right place. I'm talking about learning to take control of your life, setting boundaries and truly loving your life instead of just existing in it. I am Jillian Christie, the Boundaries Babe, and we are breaking, making, and maintaining boundaries like a boss. Welcome to episode two of The Boundaries Babe. I am Jillian Christie, and I am so excited to be here. Yes, you may know me as Jill Strawn, Jillian Strawn. I have changed my professional name, so if you're a little bit confused, um, yes, I have changed my professional name, so let's just dig in here and excited that you are here. But get used to me under the professional name of Jillian Christie. So here we go, episode two. Um, we've got a great topic tonight, and I know that there are people listening who read a Facebook post this last week about some heartache that I've had going on for me and wondering a little bit about that because I didn't want to reveal it before this podcast came out. No, it's not around my husband. <laughs> that is not why I changed my professional name. Not at all. This actually has to do around uh, my daughter and um, also the reason why I'm doing this podcast because I know that I am not alone. I know there are many parents out there that are going through this, who have gone through this. So that's why I'm excited to do this podcast on this. And I know that there may be people out there that are listening to this who have seen the movie Failure to Launch. I don't remember the exact year that that movie came out, but Matthew McConaughey was in it. And he basically played um, a gentleman who was grown uh, off in his career and still living with his parents. And uh, they were they hired somebody to try and get him to move out of the house and move on with his life. And uh, there was some drama in around getting him out of the house and um, some hurt feelings, things like that. But in the end, of course, they came to a resolution and everybody was happy and they found their happy ending. So we're right now in a little bit of that uh, going on in our household. And I would say we're in the drama part of that right now. And I have set the intention that we will find our happy ending with it at some point. Um, that is not currently right now. And we're not in an easy stage right now. And I thought, you know, I'm sure there's other parents that are going through this. And why not make this a learning teaching moment? Because None of this has been easy, so uh, let's let's dig into this. And uh, my daughter is 24, and she uh, did 
most of her college she did not finish. And so for those of you who know what that's like, um, college is not really affordable these days. They make it very difficult for students to go to college. So she's got student loans like you cannot imagine. And uh, so that makes it very difficult for her to be out on her own, and uh, especially uh, when I chose to move to Southern California about four years ago, and she chose to come out to Southern California two years ago. She had been living with me for the last two years. Um, not exactly the ideal situation. So um, a lot of this last two years has been up and down. And the reason I say it's been up and down is because it's been rather difficult to get her out on her own. We've experienced some very trying times, and it is around this whole failure to launch piece. Um, My daughter is at times very disrespectful to me as a parent, and that makes it very frustrating for me. Um, Her intention is to be out on her own, and there's nothing more that I want for her than to be out on her own, successful in her own space, and working and contributing to... um, you know her the society to society society apparently I can't say that word to society in a very productive way. However, what's happening right now is the fact that um, you know she hasn't finished her education, so she's doing working multiple jobs and she is exhausted. And a lot of times that exhaustion comes back on mom. I tend to be her punching bag. And no matter how many times I say that it's not okay, it happens anyways. And what happened just about a month ago now was um, I said, you know what? This isn't going to be anymore. I'm not going to be your punching bag anymore. And if you cannot speak respectfully to me and treat me respectfully, you cannot live in my house. It's just the way it's going to be. And we've talked many times about her moving out, finding roommates, finding a situation. And, of course, San Diego being one of the highest rent spaces to live in, it's very difficult, especially for young Well, for anybody, it's very difficult to find a place to live and make it work. So what I want to talk about is some things around this. And for those of you who have children that are maybe living under your roof and you're experiencing this with your children where it's not an ideal situation and you're feeling that stress and that pressure of them living under your roof and it's and you're feeling badgered and worn out because when you think about it, If you had friends that treated you this way and treated you poorly and talked disrespectfully to you and treated you in this way, you probably wouldn't be friends with them, correct? Right? Yeah, I'm that definitely that way. 
And for whatever reason, <laughs> these are our children. And you can't exactly cut your children out of your life. We love them. They, you know, I carried this girl for nine months in my tummy. And so there's definitely a connection. So it makes it very difficult. But what I can do is I can start to put down the boundaries and say, look, this is not okay. And, and I'm not okay with this behavior anymore. You are 24 years old and this is not going to be. So let's talk about some of the things that have been coming up. Um, some of the things that have gotten me to this point, to this breaking point with her. Um, the, first of all, one of the biggest things is, has been selective memory. Um, when your child remembers things different from the actual conversations that you had, from the plan that you created together, um, maybe you created a plan for them to move out and you had it all set and it was going to be by a certain date and all of a sudden that date gets there and well, no, it wasn't that way. That can be very frustrating as a parent because here you are and you're gearing up for this date and maybe they've been overspending, maybe something's happening or they've taken um, a vacation with friends or whatever and all of a sudden they don't have the money to move out and there you are. And it's like, oh, okay, now what? So that can be very frustrating. Maybe you're finding that um, your child is not taking on life, but you are. So you seem to be the one that's taking on their debt. You're the one taking on the second job. You know, you're taking on more of the household responsibilities because suddenly you have twice the laundry, twice the dishes, you know, there's multiple cars in the driveway, there's their friends coming over, making messes in your houses, and who's cleaning it up? You are. And for you, that gets very frustrating and tiring. And the first few times, it's like, oh, okay. Well, after about a year or two of that, it gets exhausting and frustrating frustrating. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, again, again. And believe me, <laughs> I speak from experience on this. It gets very maddening. And by the time this has gone on for the 15th, 20th time, you're like, really? Again? I feel you. I feel your pain. Don't worry. We're going to get to some tips on this. How about when your child is endlessly caught up in the Netflix marathons? How often is it that you're doing laundry and you're cleaning the house and your child is camped out in their bedroom, on their bed, in the dark with chilling out to the Netflix and I just need to chill. I just need time to chill because their life is so stressful that they just need to chill. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I've watched I've watched my daughter be in her room uh, on the iPad, the cell phone, and the laptop all at once. And I'm trying to figure out what the need is for all three at the same time. I've seen this. Truly, I've seen this. And we live in California where electric is very expensive. I have seen this. So, yes, there's the endless Netflix marathons. Um, 
And this whole thing, as this goes on, you know, definitely puts a strain on your relationships with your husband, with your with your partner, with, with everyone in your household. It definitely starts to put a strain on your relationships. And it can start to drive a wedge between you and, and your partner. And that's not healthy either. It really isn't. And how often... And I don't know for those of you listening out here, I can remember when my when my daughter first moved here, um, I had heard um, from her when I first said, when I realized that she was staying beyond just the, the just the summer, and I said, well, you know what, you you really need to get a job. And I said, you know, it's time to look for something. And she said, well, I can't do the nine to five thing. I said, what do you mean you don't you can't do the nine to five thing? She's like. I can't do the nine to five thing. I, I need my beauty sleep. I was like, excuse me? She's like, I need my beauty sleep. <laughs> like, wait a minute. She's like, I don't do mornings. I, I don't do mornings. I need my beauty sleep. I'm like, um, no, no. She's like, no, I can't handle that lifestyle. I need my beauty sleep. So yes, I, I literally, and, and I know this is, this is a millennial thing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I <laughs> was like, okay, well then how about finding something that works in with your lifestyle and starts bringing in some money so that you can help out around here and, and, uh, take care of your room and board here. So yes, I've heard that one. Um, and, uh, then how about when your child is, uh, have you experienced when your child is respectful only when they need something from you? Um, <clears throat> how many of you have had that? And that's very difficult. We want to be very loving and, and true. And I'm very loving. I love big, love hard. And so when my child comes to me and is open and loving and gracious and everything, I want to take that all in. But then I also start to question that and realize that it's only because something is wanted of me. And that's really hard. That's very hard on my heart. And uh, so that's not a good thing either. And what oftentimes that will lead into is the fact that if I will say no to what is being requested of me, then they turn on a dime. They absolutely turn on a dime and it gets into this passive aggressive behavior. So how many of you um, find that you have to set the the read receipt on text to find out if your child is even reading your texts when you're sending them texts because they won't talk on the phone to you. Um, that's very frustrating. And so the only way you know if they're even seeing what you're sending them is the fact that you set a set a read receipt on on the text messages. You know, all of these things really get to you as a parent and they get you frustrated. They get you tired, they wear you down, and this constant cycle of this really it builds stress, it builds, it raises your cortisol levels, it leads to stress eating, it leads to um, increased belly fat, um, it can offset your hormones. There's so many things that can come out of this for you, especially if you're trying to balance, you know, your relationships and your work life and everything else with this, 
there are so many detrimental things that can come out of this. So it's really learning how to balance this and how to draw that line in the sand and set those boundaries so that this is not taking over your life and that this frustration is not taking you over. Because believe me, if this starts to take over, you know, you're going to get into lack of sleep and it's going to start to cause arguments between you and your partner and so many other things that are getting in the way between you and leading the life that sh- that makes you truly happy and instead falling into that life where you're just existing in. And you really don't want to be in that life where you're just existing, but rather living this life that you love, because that's why we're here. We're we're meant to be living a life that we love. So let's talk about some tips on this. Let's jump into some great tips, because you know what? It's really time to break free. So first of all, no matter what, if if your adult child is living with you, the first thing you need to practice is finding your calm space, learning to stay calm. So number one, and and I say this all the time, life is breath, learning to breathe. Because if you can't breathe, you're not going to be able to stay calm. If you're holding your breath, if you're clenching your fists, if you're wanting to stomp your feet and all of that, you're not going to be able to stay calm. So it's truly learning to breathe. So so if you can, if you can, don't close your eyes if you're driving. If you're listening to me and you are driving, please do not close your eyes. But take a moment and if you can, close your eyes. Not if you're driving, but close your eyes. Try and drop those shoulders down. And even you can kind of wiggle them just a little bit with me. Just kind of wiggle them. Wiggle your fingers. Loosen it up. Okay? Let's just take a deep breath in. All the way in. Hold it for a second. And blow it out. Let's do it again. Deep breath in. And blow it out. Just those two breaths should already make you feel calmer because you are oxygenating your body. You're breathing deep. You're giving your body life-altering oxygen, breath, life. So always remember to breathe. Start with breath, okay? So stay calm. Second thing is, remember, this is not the time to yell. Yes, I said that. This is not the time to yell. And, and again, I want to say that there was a time in my life, and this is not me anymore, but there was a time in my life, oh boy, I could yell. <laughs> I could yell with the best of them. I had, <laughs> I had this mantra. I had this mantra in my in my household because it was the only thing that that the, it was the only way that I could get things done in my household. It was I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell, and then I'm going to yell. And that went for my daughter. That went for my husband's. All of it. And so there was a lot of yelling that went on in my house. And believe me, this was before I did mindset work, emotional intelligence training, all of the training that I've been through. This was quite a few years ago. But I yelled a lot. 
I don't yell anymore. I don't need to yell. I don't have to yell because I'm able to stay calm, centered, and I'm able to just talk in a voice where I can get my my point across. I don't need to yell. I absolutely don't need to yell. And I don't need to lose my cool. I am able to remain calm at all times. Now, I will say, and and I do want to interject this here. I will say, and I think this is something with with millennials, because I do find this with my daughter, and and you may find this with your children. I don't know. I I can only speak to, to what I find with my daughter. My daughter makes up incredible stories in her head. Incredible. And, you know, she will say, you're yelling at me, you're yelling at me. And I can literally be speaking to her in this voice that I'm speaking to you right now. I'm like, I'm not yelling at you, I'm speaking to you. But she has built up incredible stories in her head that mom's going to yell at her, mom's going to yell at her, mom's going to yell at her. So most of the time, I don't have to do anything. I literally don't have to say anything or do anything. And I know this, of course, already. I know this because (laughs) I've been doing this for so many years with her. I don't have to say anything because I already know that she's going to be harder on herself than I can ever be on her. And so most of the time, I can just kind of stand back and let her do her own thing because I know she's running through all of it in her head and it has nothing to do with me. It's all her. It's all the things that she's created in her own head, which she will run through and it has nothing to do with me. So literally, watch your kids. Stand back and watch them because they probably created tremendous stories in their head, which has nothing to do with you. So chances are you don't even have to lose your cool or yell because they've already created all of it in their head already. And most of the time you can just stand back and let them run through their whole thing in their head and it kind of does it for you. You don't even have to do it. Isn't that crazy? But it's true. I'm just telling you, watch. Next time it happens, just watch and see what happens. Like this whole scenario will be going on and you'll be standing back and your kids will be like, oh my God. And you haven't said a word. Literally, you haven't said a word. Just watch. Okay. So, (laughs) all right. So when your kids come to you with any, any issues, if they come to you with the ever familiar line of, I don't know. How many times do you hear? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Just tell them, look, I don't know. Won't cut it anymore. You can't come to me with, I don't know. I don't know. And let them know that moving forward, instead of coming to me with, I don't know, you need to come to me with three possibilities. And really, this is about empowering your children. This is truly about empowering your children. Say, I am well aware that you are intelligent or you are smart, you are bright, that you can come to me with three possibilities. So go and sit down, have a think, have take some time and whatever, come to me with three possibilities. And if you want to discuss those three possibilities, then let's sit down and discuss those three possibilities. But I know that you can take some time and come up with three possibilities on this. And give them that time. And chances are, as they are coming up with that three possi- those three possibilities, they're going to invent some incredible stuff for themselves and some credible opportunities for themselves. So give them, you know, the belief, the the belief in the power of threes. The belief in the power of threes. 
Isn't that amazing? I love that. The belief in the power of threes. Next one. Begin to set firm boundaries for them and say no. And I love this one because so often our kids just automatically think that we're always going to say yes. Or when we say no, they want to know why. Well, why? Well, why? Because I said no. And oftentimes there's no leverage behind that. So can I take the car? No. And so insist, you know, that, look, if you want to take the car, then you need to clean your room. Now, you don't have to tell them anything more than that. Here's the payoff. You want to take the car? Go clean your room. Can you take the car? No. If you want to take the car, go clean your room. It's that simple. It's literally about, you know, creating leverage. So it's kind of a reward and payoff. So if you want to do this, then you have to do this. And then that way they're going to learn that things aren't just given to them. They're not just handed to them, but they have to earn them. Earn them. You know, it's a great way to get them moving forward into this whole (laughs) thought process of earning things in their life. So then once they are working, if if your child is working and has a job, really have them paying room and board is, is a good thing. Have them pay you room and board for living under your roof. It gets them in the habit of knowing that once they launch from your house, they need to be paying rent and for their utilities and everything else. It gets them in the habit of knowing, hey, I have to pay rent. Hey, I have to pay for utilities and all of this other stuff, that life isn't just free. Now, if they're not working, have them doing things like chores around the house and other things to do in exchange for room and board. All these things, instead of just letting them lay around all day, knowing what you know is is worth room and board. So, is it doing the dishes and sweeping the house and vacuuming and managing the the laundry and um, taking the the younger kids to school? All these things, you know, make it figure out what it's worth in room and board. And use that as the leverage. Look, if you want to stay here, this is what it's going to be in room and board. Stop handing out money to your adult kids. It's that simple. Teach them the value in it. You know, I think it's um, it's a wonderful thing when they start to realize where the value is in it. Truly. Um, and it's up to us to teach them that truly is because they're not teaching it in schools. They aren't, they don't teach them to balance checkbooks and they don't teach them to pay utility bills and rent and all of that. It really is up to us as parents to teach them these things. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, This is a powerful statement. So I want you to hear me. I'm going to say this three times. I have changed my mind. I have changed my mind. 
I have changed my mind. Mm, Isn't that amazing? And it's true. Whenever you have said something to your child, made a decision, whatever, you always have the power to say, look, I've changed my mind. And know that it is okay to say that because you can. You can always change your mind. If you have agreed to something, say you've decided to give them a car and they didn't follow through on something that they were supposed to do, it's okay to say, look, I've changed my mind. No, you can't take it. It's the way it goes. So start to incorporate that into dealing with your adult children. This even goes for your teenagers. Seriously, I have changed my mind. Now, I want to get into this last bit here because I think this is the most important thing. And this doesn't matter whether it's your adult children, your teenagers, your young children. This is the most important thing. And I cannot stress this enough. I can't stress it enough. Being a parent is not a popularity contest. Being a parent is not a popularity contest. It's okay for your child not to like you. It is okay. You are not meant to be your child's best friend, buddy, bestie. That's not what being a parent is. You are not supposed to be popular with your child. You are supposed to be the parent. It is called being a parent for a reason. You are there to parent them, not be their best buddy, friend, pal, everything else. And sometimes as a parent, we have to make difficult decisions for our children. It's not always easy to be a parent. It isn't. And it doesn't mean that we love them any less because we make difficult decisions for our children. It doesn't. Sometimes it's the hardest thing that we ever have to do. And believe me, the day that I had to tell my daughter that it was time for her to move out, it broke my heart. It was not easy. I wanted everything about me. I wanted to hold her and say, I'm sorry, you know, stay. I want to fix this. But I knew that that was not going to support her in getting out on her own and finding her independence. You know, does it make me angry when when I when I hear her say things to me like like you're a mean mom and things like you you are I you I don't want you in my life. It hurts me like crazy. Do I love her any less? No, I don't love her any less. However, There becomes a time when our children have to learn that it's time to learn respect for their parents. And us enabling them is never going to teach them that, ever. So I'm here to teach about boundaries. I'm not here to teach about enabling. I'm not here to teach about making things and smoothing things over. I'm here to teach about laying down healthy boundaries because when you start to lay down healthy boundaries, you will have a child that respects you. 
And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. It's not. You know, it's interesting. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine over the weekend, and she's also has, you know, is the mom of an only child. And I said to her, I said, I said, did you have problems with your son? I said, did he, was everything your fault when he was growing up? And she said, oh, yes. She said, everything was mine and my husband's fault until the day that he had his first child. And then things changed. Then things changed. She said, so hang in there. You're doing a great job. She's like, it will, it will get better. So that's all I've got for today. So thanks for tuning in. This is Jillian Christie here at the Boundaries Babe. If you have questions, uh, please feel free to reach out out to me here um, at the Boundaries Babe. You can reach me at Jill at theboundariesbabe.com. If you have specific questions, you can email me. Uh, Otherwise, leave comments below here, um, or you can also reach me on my Facebook page at Jillian Christie. So thanks for tuning in. And I hope that if you're having any difficulties uh, setting boundaries in your life, um, let's get you moving forward on that. And I know this isn't an easy thing to do. I, I struggled with it for a lot of my life, but uh, I'm moving in the right direction and uh, life is getting much better now. So let's move you from a life, you know, where... Uh, You're no longer existing, but rather to a life that you love. So I'll see you next time. This is Jillian Christie. I'm the Boundaries Babe. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Boundaries Babe with Jillian Christie. If you enjoyed this episode, please give me a comment on social media. I love to hear your stories and feedback. It's so important to me. If you want more information, you can come connect with me on social media at Jillian Christie on Instagram and Facebook, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Boundaries Babe right here. See you soon. Bye-bye.